Yes, let's get into it. Consistency, consistency is the key to success. My name is Anna K. Hutchinson, and you're listening to For Change People. Let's chat, let's laugh, because it's your time to start choosing you. From the lawyer's seat to now a certified life coach, our guest for this week is Jenny Toe. Jenny Toe is the founder of River Life Coaching, and she has the knowledge and tools to help shift your career goals and life goals from dead to life. Jenny Toe is a Christian and non-Christian life coach, and her mission is to help individual align their goals with their values and strengths. Jenny is an ICF ACC coach who is the director of River Life Coaching. During the episode, Jenny walks us through her journey in starting River Life Coaching, getting certified as a coach, her niche, and the programs she offers through River Life Coaching. Hey guys, listen to the episode to learn more about Jenny Toe and the programs she offers. Welcome to the podcast. This is Anna K. Hutchinson, and today we're joined by our guest, Jenny Toe. Hi, Jenny. Hi, Anna K. Thanks for having me. I am so excited to have you on the podcast today. So before we dive into the episode and, you know, start going into different questions and throwing that one minute at Jenny, no, we won't. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like a lot. Okay, share with us a little bit about who you are, your background, just walk us through how you started out and how you became a coach. Okay, sure, Anike. Thanks for uh, letting me share my story here. So my first profession is actually a lawyer. Uh, I've been in the legal industry career for more than 24 years now. So you know, can roughly guess my age, I'll just tell you I'm 48 this year. (laughs) So anyway, I was first exposed to coaching in an organization I worked for back in 2015. I was a mid-level manager then, so I had people under me, my direct reports, and uh, it was a bank. So the bank put me through a two-day coaching course. And that's not enough to be a coach, but I was uh, intrigued by it and I used it in the workplace. Um, but I never explored it further because of time, because I have a full day, uh, full-time job, and I also have three kids at home. So it's like, are you crazy? You know, do you want to, how do you, how can you have the time to explore this further? So I pushed it away. So that was 2015. So come December 2018, uh, this feeling uh, to be a coach came up really strong because December is the time we reflect, we wind down. So I talked to my husband, we prayed a lot, we discussed, uh, because both of us are very intellectual. So we discussed like, okay, you know, if you change career, what will happen, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. And um, that's when I took that step 
out in faith. So I asked God, okay, if this is what you want me to do, then let me find a coaching school and I want uh, a good one. So I explored schools in Singapore. That's where I am. Um, at that time, they had a lot of face-to-face classes, unlike what we are doing now, right? Um, virtual world. Yeah, virtual world. But I was like, I'm very old school, so I need to have a face-to-face classroom. So I explored that. But because I have a full-time job, they say that they, you only eligible for evening classes. And I was thinking, you know, I do want to spend time at home with the kids, so that's not possible. So then I went out and explored uh, other schools, you know, that offer virtual classes. And I was very skeptical. I'm thinking, oh, is it a scam or something? So I found this school in Australia called International Coach Academy. Um, I spoke to the salesperson in Hong Kong. I spoke to her three times at length, and she's not a believer. But finally, she said, Jenny, I've given you all the information that you've been asking for why don't you take this leap of faith then that struck me you know God's using a non-believer to speak to me that everything is really laid out for you all you need to do is step into it and that's what I did so I took lessons online early morning on my way to work and then you know practice coaching at night you know in between dinner and bedtime of my girl so it's a one-year journey to train as a coach And I laid the plans for my business in January 2020. That was before we knew about COVID. I I was planning everything and I was thinking launch date will be in April because that times in with the financial year as well. And, you know, all all good plans laid out by humans, right? But then God had other plans. So when the pandemic hit in March, that's when I was like, okay, do I go ahead with it? And I reflected on, on how God has been holding me throughout. I mean, I... He first planted this seed to be a life coach in me in 2015. I didn't act until 2019. So I was asking God, okay, I sense that you don't want me to delay anymore. So, okay, I'm surrendering. I will just go in. And yes, so I launched my business as planned in April last year. Uh, It's got its ups and downs, but I am really pleased to say that it is growing now and I'm quite excited. And I believe that, you know, being a life coach is this, in this season of my life is what God wants me to do. Oh, nice. That is awesome. And as you said before, you know, you know, whatever God wants for us, actually, it's going to happen. You know, once he has, you know, put it in your spirit to actually go for it and do something, I'm telling you, he's going to put the resource. He's going to put the people there. He's going to provide everything for you. And sometimes we doubt, um, we doubt the fact that he's going to do it for us, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, true. And then actually, you know, I'm looking back at it, I'm like, I don't have regrets. Possibly the only feeling was like, why didn't I act earlier? (laughs) You know, why did I wait so long? But, you know, the rational mind always justifies things and uh, actually creates a lot more fear and and doubt in us than if we were to just open up and fully trust God's uh, plan in our lives. Nice. And I know that you focus mainly on Christian, um, Christian coaching, right? And that's your niche right there. Um, what kind of um, drawbacks have you seen as a coach when it comes on to kind of coaching Christians? Like, what um, do you see any drawbacks when it comes on to when you're trying to, you know, bring the faith in and also um, kind of doing the business side of it? 
Okay. Well, and again, okay, my, my niche is Christian coaching, but because we're all starting up, I'm opening my coaching to uh, non-believers as well. And I do coach a lot of women from the legal industry. Uh, so they, some of them are believers, but some of them are not. So, you know, as you're starting out, you, you just open your business to everyone. Mm-hmm. So for the um, Christian clients whom I've coached, uh, predominantly women, um, their struggle similar to mine in the beginning was like, is this what God really wants me to do? You know, I, I feel that, you know, this is what he wants me to do, but it seems to be a more personal thing. Like if it's going to a ministry, I don't think I can give up my daytime job just to go into a particular ministry. So that's that doubt, like, you know, between financial security and fulfilling God's calling. So in our coaching sessions, um, we talk about how we can um, align the yeah. calling, the values to what you need to do. So I'm not telling your listeners that if you feel that God has called you into something, just throw it away and just follow it because <laughs> you do need to plan. I mean, we are yeah. all rational and practical. We do yeah. need to plan, but you plan up to a certain stage because if, like for me, I was mulling and planning and mulling and planning and then you know, too much planning causes inaction. So I'm saying do the groundwork, but get to a stage when, you know, you feel convicted that this is what you're supposed to do. Have people of the same faith with you as well to um, support you and, and, you know, uh, to confirm certain things. But ultimately, it's based on your relationship with God and what he has uh, put in your heart and what he has told you in, in however he communicates with you. So another challenge I face as a Christian coach is like, Jenny, okay, tell me what the Holy Spirit is telling you about me. So there are times when I do feel the prompting quite strongly and I offer it. I offer it. I mean, it's maybe right, it may be wrong, but I offer it. But there are times when my clients ask me that and I don't get anything. So you have to be very careful. I am not a conduit all the time to tell you, oh, this is what the Holy Spirit wants you to do. Um, but, you know, uh, in, in Christian coaching, we pray before we start and then we close and commit it to God as well. So that's the difference, uh, main difference. Uh, if I coach a non-believer, of course, we don't start with prayer. I, I just get down to what their values are and, and what they want to achieve from the session. So it's not actually an obstacle. It's just a slight nuance that, uh, you know, when, when clients, irrespective of faith, when they come to a coach, they're like, okay, you're supposed to provide me with a solution, right? So tell me what to do. So if Christians be like, tell me what God is telling you to tell me. Okay? <laughs> if it's non-believers, it's like, I need to get a promotion. Tell me what I need to do. But I believe that if I tell you what to do and okay, you uh, you don't if you try it out it doesn't work then that accountability factor is reduced you'll be like oh jenny told me okay her plan doesn't work then you you're not taking responsibility whereas you know if i coach you and okay and you come up with your plans your ideas and i question your commitment about that you tell me jenny i am committed 100 you go through it you may take three steps forward two steps back but then there is that commitment there is that accountability that it's from you yeah yeah, you keep yourself accountable because at the end of the day, I always say this, you know, um, you can always get the information. You can always pour into someone. You can always tell someone to do A, B, C, D, but it's not until you make the commitment to actually get from A to B, B to C, C to D, then you're going to start seeing the work. So, you know, coaches are there. They're there to help us. You're there to help many Christians and non-Christians, you know, to succeed in their business. But it's not like you can actually make them 
do something that they're not willing to do to commit it. Yes. You yes. Know, if they're not committed, they're, they're not going to see the results that they want. Yes. You talked about prayer and um, starting out with a prayer and um, closing with one with Christians. Um, I mean, non-believers, you know, I, I don't think, you know, I, I understand where you're coming from when you say, hey, you know, we don't start out with a prayer with them. But if someone asks you, hey, I, you know, hear you talking on the podcast and you said you pray, you know, with your Christian, why don't you offer that to non-believers? What would you um, say to them? Oh, if they ask for it, then definitely I will pray uh, for them or with them. And I, I have done that with one particular client who was sitting on the fence. She was just quite emotionally uh overwhelmed so we stopped and I prayed and she said thank you and uh, that, that was good so it's more in the flow there are no hard and fast rules of course I don't force it on, on people who, yeah. who have very strong beliefs one way or another uh, ultimately coaching is driven by the client so what the client desires the, the coach will support the client so it's not for the coach to dictate uh, okay and okay this is what you should do you know <laughs> it's, it's a collaboration and, and uh, this space to create, yeah, to create ideas and solutions. Nice. So how can you help an introverted Christian to, you know, become more open? How can you help that person? Well, um, before I answer that, uh, that my, the way I see introverts and extroverts uh, is more like for an introvert like myself. I've, after this call with you, I do need some downtime on my own to recharge and to refresh yeah. yeah, so so that's introversion. You you get your uh, time to recharge and renew inwardly. For an extrovert, uh, you may be in a big gathering. It doesn't mean that extroverts need to be around people all the time. But yeah. they like, after the big gathering, to hang out with two or three friends just to keep that conversation going. So I've got a friend who, you know, goes to a party back when we could go to parties. And after that, she will go to an after-dinner party with a few friends. And I'm like, okay, I got to head back home because I am really tired. So it doesn't mean, the misconception is that introverts are shy. It doesn't mean that. I mean, I was shy as a child, but I managed to you know, put myself yeah. out there. So for, for introvert Christians or even non-Christians, uh, it's not for you to say that ah, I need to be like my extroverted friend. Uh, it's going to be very hard. But then you think about it. If you, Anna K, need to do a presentation or you know, like give a talk to a lot of people, yeah. um, tell yourself, why am I doing this? What's my purpose in doing this? If you feel that, yes, this is for me to say my message, to make my brand known, commit to that. So you're, you're putting yourself in the place of what you want to, what's your message, how you want to serve your audience or, or your, the people you're talking to. Focus on that. Carve out that time, gear yourself up to it. You don't have to change any style. And also tell yourself, I have something of value that I want to share. If I hold back and I don't share it, you know, think about how that person who could have benefited did not benefit. Okay. And after that, find your own time to, you know, even to go and run to your room and close yourself in to recharge, then that's fine. Um, I find that it works if I commit to myself, like, okay, three hours, I'm going to do this, do a training, talk to people. And after that, I reward myself with, you know, a cup of coffee somewhere secluded. So that's how I do it. So it's uh, for introverted Christians to put themselves out there. Think about why you're putting yourself out there. If you're putting yourself out there just because Sally does it really well, then rethink your purpose because you're not being authentic to yourself. But if you feel that if I say this, 
this group of people will really benefit because I have an experience that they can learn from, then I think that will propel you no matter what obstacles you have to actually go out and do it. You just need to recharge after, you know, you said like not every single person is up for um, having five, 10 people around them at once. They might want that three, per, you know, three persons just to be around them just so that they can get whatever they have to say out. What makes life meaningful for you, Jenny? When I see uh, my clients go through a transformation or get from a good place to a better place, it's just like, wow, you know, I played a part in it. I don't say it was all me because it's the client who, who made the breakthrough, you know, in her own way. But it's like, wow, I played a part of it. And I thank God that, you know, I, I play a part in it. And then on, on the personal side, I want to mirror the values that God has put in me for my kids. And, and that is really what makes my life meaningful as well on the personal side. So you can see that I, know, I, I draw joy from helping people uh, one person at a time, because like I said, I'm an introvert, so I'm, I'm not going to be your Tony Robbins and all that. I don't think I have the capacity <laughs> for that. But one person at a time. And okay, when I see that that person actually says, you know, because of your coaching, I can now get through this block. I can now talk to my boss for that promotion. It's it's amazing, you know, when they make that shift. Yeah. When you hear, you know, it's just the the small things too. It's not even the big things that, um, all the time. It's that like one line or that one word that you said and you're like, oh, because you said that or the way you said it, you know, kind of pro pro propel me to, you know, see that I could do better or, you know, become better than, you know, who I thought I was. So the little things actually pushes, you know, yes. give you that kind of like boost to say, hey, I'm doing something great. Let me continue to do it. Um, Tell us more about your coaching service. Um, walk us through some of the, um, the services that you offer for Christians and non-Christians. I, I don't change my, my program. So, so my main program, which is the River Signature Program, it's a six-month program. And that's for people who really want to rediscover or if they haven't thought about it, discover their core values and their strengths. And once they discover that, we go on a journey to chart whether it's the career goals or you know, life goals according to your values and strengths and, and we see what comes up from there. So at the end of it, you would know you would have like a roadmap to how to achieve your goals. And after that, you know, you're free to go because you know you've been equipped internally and you know i'll provide you with some resources as well so a lot of people say well that's great but you know in this day and age i'm maybe not ready to commit to such a, a long-term uh, package so i do uh, three one-hour coaching sessions as well so that's called the stream coaching package so um, just three three sessions for you to try it out so I have uh, clients who come back to me and say okay three's not enough I need to continue another three so eventually they do continue but I think as a taster the the, the stream coaching uh, package is quite popular because it's a three one-hour program and of course for those who just want to try it out uh, I do a one-off one-hour coaching but uh, in order for it to be impactful you do need to have a specific goal in mind because otherwise one hour cannot do anything much unless you're telling me that Jenny I need to talk to my manager about something or I, I'm really stuck about this this business plan that I have it's just one small aspect of it but you'll discover in our conversation it goes deeper 
you'll be like, what is that belief that's holding you back? You know, it's having a conversation is easy, but what is really going on in your mind? And things like I'm not good enough could come up or, you know, I, I don't think I'm ready. This is such a big step. So as you can see, maybe the one hour coaching session is a taster. Yeah. So um, how can we get that one hour coaching session? Like where is where can we find it? Yes, and okay, I'm offering your listeners a, a taster, a 30-minute free coaching session. So you can just drop over to riverlifecoaching.com and I scroll at the bottom, there's, you can book me. Uh, my, my webpage is quite intuitive. You can just contact me and then we'll work out what's the suitable time for you for this 30-minute coaching session. Yeah. And what you should do is type in that you're, you listen to the podcast and you hear this. So she knows. Oh, yes, yes. It's an NRK sends me here <laughs> and I'll know who it is. Exactly. So go over and get that 30 minute complimentary, um, you know, training from um, Jenny. So Jenny, you know, we want to um, go a little bit deeper into coaching. Um, what are some of the um, drawbacks that you have seen? Not, and we're not going to specify any particular person, but overall, what do you want them to come with when they come to this complimentary um, coaching service? Because, you know, many times people put out a free offer, but at the same time, you're, you're using your time, your valuable time when mm. you're spending with a paid client. So what do you want them to come with? What mindset do you want them to come with when they come to this free service? Yeah, that's a good question. Come with openness and come prepared to uh, trust me in this. I know, you know, I'm, I'm a stranger to you, but the wonderful thing about coaching is that it's this space that is confidential, that is sacred in a way. And I'm not in your life, Anna K. So if you come to me, I won't be able to call up your friend and say, oh, this is what Anna K said. But, you know, I, I don't do that because I'm a credential coach with uh, International Coaching Federation and we have very high code of ethics to adhere to. So the client should come um, with that one pain or one obstacle that he or she has been really trying on their own or with friends or with family, trying to get out of that block, that pain, and is not able to do so. So it could be as simple as, I want to apply for this job, but I can't bring myself to do it. My friends help me with my resume. My mom says, you know, come on, you know, I buy you a nice suit for you. To, or maybe now you don't need a suit. You just need, need a nice top for your Zoom meeting. But yet you're not doing it. So yeah. what is really blocking you? So you think about it. If it's something that you could solve yourself with the help of friends, then maybe the coaching session is not so valuable for you. But if it's really something that you're blocked in, whether it's a decision, whether it's a lifestyle, or whether it's just like, Jenny, I'm just not motivated anymore. What's going on? So then that session can start to discover what's really going on in that feeling of being unmotivated or you know, that feeling of fear. And, and it's half an hour early, so it's just a taster, but you would walk away with something like, ah, so that was what it was all about. Then you start exploring. Yes, that's, that's great. What are some of the biggest life lessons that you have taken away um, from just being a coach and also from your time learning um, the field of, you know, coaching? Like what, some, what are some life lessons that you have taken away? We're all in a journey. And in this age of social media, we compare, right? We'll be like, oh my goodness, this person is doing so well. Everything looks so good. But one of the lessons that I've learned when I was training as a coach, uh, my mental coach told me that, you know, you are all coaches now and we were all like 
no, we're not. We're still training. But he's saying, you're all coaches now. It's just that your journey, you're at this end. He's at this end. And a master coach is probably at the other end. But, you know, you are where you are on your journey. Appreciate that journey. Learn to enjoy that journey. I'm not saying don't have an end goal or destination in mind. But we're often so focused on the end goal and destination. We're so hurry, hurriedly trying to get there. We don't enjoy the journey. So I'm telling myself, slow down, enjoy the journey. Like I'm enjoying this conversation right now with you, Anna Kay. So just be present and enjoy the journey. Yes, I am enjoying the conversation too. Um, so before we, you know, go, this was a good conversation. Um, it was quick, but good. Um, I want you to share with us your social media sites. You know, you just talked about social media. Oh, okay. <laughs> social media sites, where can we find you? You already shared your website. You can say it one more time for those who didn't hear. <laughs> okay. And um, share it again for us. <laughs> Okay, so my website is riverlifecoaching.com and uh, you can find me on Facebook under Jenny Toh, T-O-H, or you can also search River Life Coaching on Facebook, uh, Instagram, and I'm also very uh, active on LinkedIn. Uh, that's more for the professional uh, field. Uh, also under Jenny Toh and River Life Coaching. So you can't go wrong if you type one or the other, you're bound to find me. And of course, visit Anna Kay's website when she releases this episode exactly. and she put all the information <laughs> there <laughs> definitely and you know i'll be sharing this on my instagram page um facebook so you know follow us at the four change people podcast and you can find all the information about jenny on the podcast jenny before you go just share one last encouragement um with the audience um before you go Okay, I was just reading an article on this, so I think uh, this is quite timely. Self-care is not selfish. So, you know, as especially in this busy, hurried world when we're working from home, the lines between life, work, and children, and family, and God knows what else, is all blurred. And if you don't schedule time to take care of yourself, uh, that's actually a crime. Yeah, so self-care is not selfish. Don't make it a crime. Take care of yourself. <laughs> yes, take good care of yourself. Yeah, I plead it every day. I talk about it. I say, even if you have to take a walk outside, that's self-care. It's it's your self-care, not someone else's self-care. It's your mental health. It's just taking a minute for yourself. Yes. Thank you so much, Jenny, for being a part of the podcast. Thank you, Anaki. Go for it now because the future is promised to no one. You have just listened to a weekly episode of 4 Change Be Bold podcast. You can keep the conversation going by following us on our Instagram page and our Facebook page at 4 Change Be Bold podcast. And until next week, have a wonderful Friday.